Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Everybody, you doing good? Everybody feeling good? Ready to talk for a couple minutes? Okay, here we go. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, uh, verse 15. That evening, the disciples came to him. Uh, what had happened was uh, there was a ton of people that came to uh, to see Jesus because they knew that there was healing uh, when they came to him, and they were uh, they were in need. They were they were in massive need, and, and because of his compassion, the Bible said he uh, took time and uh, and said so. That it was a whole day, and then the evening, the disciples came to him and said, "This is a remote place. Sorry, getting late. Send the crowds away." so that they can go to the villages, buy food for themselves. But Jesus said that it's necessary you feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread, two fish. They answered, bring them here, he said. Or uh, another translation says, bring them to me. Um, we, uh, if you've been around church for a bit, you've heard this story before. You've, um, you've heard this is the beginning of uh, the start of one of the most famous miracles when Jesus feeds the 5,000. Um, and there's some things here that I think help us when we think about being uh, in ministry, when we think about being in any kind of leadership position. There are some things uh, in this passage that are very, very important. Um, one of the things that I saw right away when I was reading this is uh, it's already getting late. There's a, this remote place. Uh, the disciples come to Jesus and they said, send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. The reason that they said, hey, send the crowds away was because they um, already were feeling we don't have what they need. We, we don't have the food they need. We don't have the place they need to uh, rest. So immediately... The reason that they were pushing people away was because they uh, felt lack. And as I started thinking about this, I'm wondering how many opportunities we push away because we feel like we lack something. How many um, things that we push away at our job, how many things we push away at family, uh, how many things we push away in relationships, what we push away here at church. Uh, because we we feel like, well, I can't do that. I don't have that. And I'm telling you, lack is the beginning part of you not being a part of a miracle. Lack is where you start, where you when you start immediately think, well, we don't have that. We don't. That's not what we can do. We or I don't have that. Or I've never been taught that before. I've never been around that stuff before. And you just look at your life about all the things that you don't do not have. What you're doing is you're putting yourself in a place where God cannot move and where other people are going to be away from you. You start putting yourself in isolation packs because you're in this whole lack mentality. I just don't have this. We we don't serve because we lack time. We don't give because we lack resource. We don't love because we fear rejection. It's easier to send them away, but you will live in a constant state of no miracles. You'll live in a place where you don't see God do these amazing things simply because you start with, I don't have. 
I don't have. So then Jesus steps into that lack. Jesus steps into that moment where they're saying, I, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And he says, this isn't necessary. You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread, two fish, they answered. Uh, and, and let me pause just for a second on this before I get further. Um, don't try to feed full people. Feed hungry people. In, in leadership, I have learned not because I'm smart. I've learned because... I've made the mistake over and over and over again, which mistakes are great teachers. It just seems like I have to do them a lot of times before I learn. Um, but uh, I have found over time that uh, the moment I try to uh, help somebody who doesn't want it, or maybe I want it more for them than they want it for themselves, I just end up getting hurt. I just end up getting frustrated. I just end up feeling like, what am I doing? I end up feeling like I'm wasting my time. I end up feeling like, and, and you know what usually happens in this, in this scenario too? When I try to help somebody who doesn't want my help or who I want to help them more than they want help, what happens is I usually get blamed at the end for the whole situation not working out the way that it should work out. Because it, it, what happens is we start getting into people's lives when they're already full, and they could be full of a lot of different things. But uh, you know this, when you're full, you get real picky. My, my, my son does this when he snacks it up and just eats all these weird snacks and all that, and then it comes time for dinner. We're like, all right, let's have dinner. He's like, mm -mm, I don't like it. We know he likes what we're serving for dinner, but the reason he's saying he doesn't like it is because he's already full. And so when this, this happens in some people's lives, they get real picky about what's going on in their life. I'm, I'm telling you, it's really important to have hungry people around you because hungry people want to grow. Hungry people want something. Hungry people show up to prayer time. Hungry people show up to worship time. Hungry people show up when they're not rostered or scheduled or anything like that. They just want to be around. Hungry people just want to be in some kind of situation where they're really like, man, I just need to get something because I'm hungry. I'm hungry spiritually. I'm hungry relationally. I'm hungry. This is so important. Do not do not spend your time on people who are not hungry. God has brought so many people into our lives, and we have to first, first and foremost, are they hungry? Now, now we've got with the disciples right here, we got thousands of people who are hungry. And this has thrown them into a whole nother situation. <laughs> They're like, we got no answers for this. We got hungry people on hungry people on hungry people. And then Jesus said this. He says, well, don't send them away. That's not necessary. You give them something to eat. And this is so important because what it shows all of us is it shows this is a system of how God does ministry. The first and foremost thing 
he will do to so many of us is remind us that you do have something to offer. Some of us are so easily, we don't understand who God made us to be. And when you don't understand who God made you to be, you start running around thinking, well, I'm not this or I'm not that or I'm not. And, 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 and we can't ever do this kind of ministry or I can't ever do this. And Jesus looks at all the disciples and says, it's not necessary to send them away. It's not necessary for you to think that you don't have what it takes. It's not necessary for you to stand in this, this moment and miss what I'm about to do. It's not necessary. You, you don't need to do this. This, you feed them. He, he's looking at them and saying, you have something in your life that I have put there that I want somebody else to be a part of. That's why our church is, it is so important for our church to always look for people and their potential of what God has planted on the inside of them. Because every single person has something that God has put on the inside of them that is important that we need to unearth. And so this is what Jesus is doing when he looks at the disciples. He looks at the disciples and says, it's not necessary. You feed them. It's not necessary. There's something inside of you. You stop trying to push people away and then you dig deep inside of yourself and see the God gift that's on the inside of you that everybody else is so hungry for. There is something on the inside of every single person that God has put there that the world needs and we've got to understand that God is calling each and every one of us not to push people away because we think we don't have enough, but to actually open people and say, come on, come into my life, come into my church, come into my job, come into every area that I'm here, every area that I step into, come on into this area. And then in that moment, then you start realizing that there's something that God has done for each and every one of us that is actually he is using to speak to other people. But then the disciples get into this thing, uh, the same system. First, God reminds you that you can do it. Second thing, you remind God that you can't. That, that's what the disciples said. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Sounds like Moses. You called me, but I can't speak. It sounds like Gideon. Come on, come on, everybody. It sounds like, sounds like Gideon. You're talking to the worst of the worst of the worst. Sounds like David. When everybody else thought that they were supposed to be the king and David was the last one picked because he was the shepherd doing the worst job. Oh, uh, it, this, this happens over and over and over again. God calls us and then we remind God why we shouldn't be called. God, God brings us into a new situation, and we tell God that this isn't the situation you prayed for. You, you, God does something in your life, and because it seems so big and so overwhelming, you remind God that you can't do that. And all of a sudden, now the disciples are telling Jesus, you don't understand. We don't have enough food for this. We don't, we cannot do this. 
there is no way that this is ever going to happen. And, and here's the last part of the system. First, God reminds you of what you can't do. Second, we remind God we can't do it. The third thing, and this one is the most important, is God says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. The moment that happens, that is where the miracle starts. But so many times we, we stay on that second level where we're like, we can't do this. And because we can't do this, we're going to walk away from this instead of just saying, okay, here, here, here's, God, here's just a little bit of my time. Here's, here's, here's the time that I have. God, here's the emotion that I have. I, I feel like I'm closed off to everybody, but I'll give you the last bit that I have. God, here's the, um, here's the last bit of love that I have. I feel like I, I don't really know how to love people, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you the last bit that I have. God, here's some resource that I have. I feel like I'm, I, 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 I don't have much, but I'm going to give this to you. God, here, here's, here's my time. God, here, here's my thoughts. Here's, here's my life. Here, here, here's all these moments. God, I'm just going to give them to you. And in that time, that's in that moment, that's where God takes that, and that's where God does a miracle. And, and, and if you don't bring it to God, that's, that's, where, that's where the miracle stops at that moment. It's, it, you have to bring it to the Lord. You have to bring it to Jesus and say, here, here you go. I, 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 it's not much, but it's all I got. I wish I was more, but it's all I got. I, I wish I was smarter, but it, it's all I got. You know, I, I, I wish I, I knew more, but it's all I got. I, I wish that I I had more uh, experience, but it's all I got. I, I wish that I had been in this place before, but it's all I got. I, I wish I had more people, but it's all I've got. Here, here's all that I have, God, and I'm giving it to you. In this moment when the disciples brought five loaves, two fish, it didn't look, come on, we all know it didn't look like a lot, and we've heard this for over and over and over again. Oh, just give it to God. Yeah, it's easy to say that, but when you only have five loaves and two fish, to you, it's everything. To you, it's everything. And in that moment, Jesus isn't asking for one loaf. He said, just bring it all to me. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, a small ask. Jesus said, you, you, come on, just, just lay it out. I know it might seem small to somebody else, but it's huge to you. But I'm asking you to bring it all. And in that moment, that's where Jesus did the miracle. That, it, it, when you bring it to him, it, it, it's in that moment. When you do not bring it to God, God can't get involved. And guess what? The only person that will get fed is you. The disciples could have walked away and had a great, great dinner. 
they, they wouldn't have seen what we've been talking about year after year and thousands of years later. They wouldn't have been able to see this. And so I don't, I don't know what you think is your, your small little thing that God's asking you to give. But I, I can tell you if God's asking you to give it, on the other side of that are humongous miracles. But the only way that you get to the moment where you can say, okay, God, here you go, is you have to blow up that lack part at the beginning where you say, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, we don't have, we don't have, I don't have. You have to figure that out first. And once you figure that out first, then you can, okay. And I, I, I wouldn't cast the disciples as like these perfect people. You know, in this story, they were just, really this story, they were just at the right, in the right place, right time. They weren't like, like these master theologians that knew what was going on. They were just like, a lot of people, we have nothing. Send them out of here, you know, like. But um, one thing I will uh, say for them as I was reading this is, is simple obedience goes a long way. Like simple obedience. When Jesus said, bring it to me, you hear nothing else after that. All you see is they did. Simple obedience. And, and, uh, and when I was thinking about this, the last thing I was talking about, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, I don't know if I'm good at that. I'm good at complex obedience. <laughs> like when God asks me something, I'm like, yes, but let's really dive into what you mean and how that's supposed to happen and when exactly do you want the fish and the loaves and how many do you do you want all of them do you need all of them you just need some do uh, does this mean that you want half of a fish you know just really get i want to really make sure i'm doing exactly what god wants me to no simple obedience bring it to me all right simple Simple obedience. And, and, and I, I just think that this is, this is the moment where you get to see, like, huge miracles. You, you mean you, you tithe? Yeah, God asked me to. You serve? Yeah, because God asked me to. Because that's what God wants me to do. You, you, you love people even when they're terrible? To, yeah, that's what God asked me to do. Just simple obedience. Just, like, it's, it's just real simple. And sometimes I like to make it super complicated because I want to get my, my side and I want to give my two cents and I want to show God how, well, you don't want all the fish because there's bones there and stuff and, and gross, you know, and all the, you know, I just want to get in there too. Com no, you just said, bring it to me. Here you go. God, here you go. 
and I'm done with it after that. You also don't see in this in this uh, story. You don't see after he said, "Bring it to me." You don't see the disciples over his shoulder. What are you doing? How are you doing it? What are you doing? Cool. What are we doing? Are we eating here? Are we not eating here? Do you still want us to send people away? Do you want us to be cl- How many times do I give something to God and then I am literally putting him on a clock? Okay, God. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. When are the rest of the breads coming out? You know, like when, uh, like how, let's. I'm hungry. Just gave you all my lunch. You know, and so let. Are you praying? Are you not praying? Do you want me to pray? Because I could pray a little faster than you. And how you it, like it? Just it, you don't see any of that from the disciples. What you see is simple obedience and then simple trust. And well, he, it's his show, baby. And I'm just doing what he's at. And and then to go a little further, and I didn't. Um, I didn't uh, read this scripture. What they had to do was something very practical. They had to get all the people set up in places of 50. Think about that. You've got thousands of people with no megaphone trying to get them in, in groups of 50. I was a youth pastor. I can't get a group. This is my junior high kids to do anything. Like, I, this is a hard thing. Okay, disciples, go. No, no. So God's going to ask you to do something, but it might have nothing to do with the actual food. It might have nothing to do with what you gave up. So many times, we, we, God asks you to give, so you give of your resources, and then you want to see, okay, God, what's going to happen financially? What's going to happen financially? What's going to happen financially? And then all of a sudden, he asks you, now I want you to go over, and I want you to spend time with this person. And you're like, wait, 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 no, I gave you this, this resource. I want to know what you're doing with this resource. And God said, no, I just want you to be over here. And as you're doing that thing that seemingly has nothing to do with the other thing, then what, what does God do? Then it just comes with a bunch of basketfuls of bread and fish, and you're like, whoa! Then the Bible said this. It said they ate as much as they wanted. Evan, this is your verse. They ate as much as they wanted. As I mean, just as much like they, like this is this is the first golden crowd. Like this is the, this is the mo- they ate as much as they wanted. God is not scared of overabundance and blessing. He's not scared of that. But the reason he's not scared of it here is because there was a lot of simple obedience and simple trust. So any so so we could look at the twelve basketfuls after everybody ate. Oh my gosh, look at all that. That is so much. Well, the reason there's so much there is because God knows at any moment he could say, Bring it to me. Here you go. Because the truth is, 
And we know this from Scripture. If God can trust you with a little, he can trust you with a lot. So the little at your job right now that you look at and hate and think it's only five loaves and two fish, this is the little that God's asking you to bring to him and to not treat it as something terrible. The, the thing that you look at right now with, man, I, I, I wish that this was happening and I wish this was going on right now and I wish, no, no, what is the little that you have in your hand right now? That's not little when it comes to God. Because God never, God never looked at five loaves and two fish and said it was little. Right? That was the disciples. God actually looked at it. He knew what it was. Because he said it's not necessary. You feed them. God knew how big those five loaves and two fishes were. Jesus knew. Because if he can trust you with a little, so if he can trust you with uh, your, um, your stages right now where you are in your life, he can trust you in the future. But if you're always running around looking for the next, you're going to stay always running around looking for the next forever. Love five loaves and two fish. Love it. Don't love it too much to where you're not ready to give it to God. But don't look at it and say it's nothing. And, and isn't that the balance? Is it, isn't that our life? Like, it's, and this is the hard thing with, with following Jesus. Either we love that five loaves and two, two fish so much, we will never give it up. When God asks for it, we're like, no, this is it. This is all I got. You go get your grubby paws on something else. I'm going to keep this forever. You know, you just love it so much, and you never give anything. Or we live over here where we hate five loaves and two fish, and we're always like, it's so small, so stupid. I can't wait till I really get, I, I, you know, like all the bread and all the fish, and I can't believe I only have this, and when am I going to have more? Either one of those keeps you out of miracles. Either one. And to where you look at it in the middle, and you're just like, God, I am so thankful for these five loaves and two fish. But at a, I mean, I'm thankful for them, but at a moment, if you ask me for them, man, they're yours. And there's miracles. That, that's where you live in the miracle zone. Super easy to say, very hard to live. Very hard to live. So, God, I'm praying right now for all of us as leaders. God, help us to have the right attitude with the things that you've given us. God, help us to stay right where you have asked us to stay. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be open. Help us to have the right hearts and the right attitudes. God, I pray that, Lord, that when people look at us, they would see your son, Jesus. Father, I'm praying that, God, even as we go through this week, Father, I'm praying <coughs> that you would, God, shine out of every situation that we're in. Father, we're praying 
that, God, your name would be famous. God, it's your name that we want to lift up. It's not ours, it's yours. And so, Father, we're praying that that would happen more and more this week. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.